Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's edition of the Whitfield Report. Or if you're here on the East Coast, welcome to uh, this morning's edition of the Whitfield Report, technically. Uh, I'm your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live here at NGC Studios here in South Florida for this uh, Saturday slash Sunday night special edition of the show. And I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me here tonight. I usually go live at 10 p.m. Eastern, but uh, to be honest, folks, I've kind of been dealing with a little bit of a a bit of like a sinus headache uh, type thing today. So uh, I'm not feeling the best uh, to begin with. To begin with, although I'm feeling a little bit better than I was, but uh, anyway, I just kind of decided to uh, you know chill out a bit tonight, and then figured I would do a midnight stream, which I do every once in a while. So uh, anyway, welcome to the uh, show if you're watching live, and uh, to all of you who are watching and listening to this in archive or on the podcast, uh, welcome to you as well. Uh, contact info as usual, if you'd like to follow me on, uh, Twitter or Instagram, you can do so at SamDipper underscore NGC, hashtag Whitfield Report. You can also follow the Whitfield Report on Twitter, uh, at Whitfield Report, uh, Parlor, you can follow me there at Sam Whitfield. Uh, I don't know why I stopped the gab logo because I'm not really, I'm still on Gab, but I never use it anymore, um, but yeah, Sam Whitfield is my parlor handle, um, facebook.com forward slash the Whitfield Report, uh, thesamwhitfield.com is my, uh, website, and of course, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts at. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, so, uh, this may or may not be a relatively, uh, quick show here tonight, but, uh, nevertheless, I wanted to put one out for you anyway. Um, it has been, uh, somewhat of a hilarious week in terms of politics, and more specifically, it's been a hilarious week, uh, to watch the Democrats pretty much, uh, self-destruct, uh, once again, that there was a debate uh, earlier this week, which no one really paid attention to, um, as far as I can tell. Uh, you know, it, no one really watched this uh, latest Dem debate, which, uh, you know, led up to the uh, Nevada caucus here, and yet, like, uh, yeah. And, um... You know, no one, uh, no one's been paying attention lately. But nevertheless, here's a uh, quick recap. Basically, the uh, the big highlight here, folks, 
is that Mike Bloomberg uh, showed up and he basically didn't do anything. But the fact that he showed up to this debate uh, made it so that he pretty much qualified to go into the next uh, round here. So anyway, uh, here's the uh, here's an excerpt. This is actually from the BBC of all places. Uh, so clip number one, roll the uh, let's roll the tape here. see. Yep, here we go. Well, as Mike Tyson once famously said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And Mike Bloomberg found out last night that's as true for politics as it is for boxing. It was his first time sharing a stage with his rivals and they made the most of it. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. I think we need something different than Donald Trump. I don't think you look at Donald Trump and say, we need someone richer in the White House. You know what, Mr. Bloomberg, wasn't you who made all that money. Maybe your workers played some role in that as well. Well, Mike Bloomberg is worth an estimated $62 billion. So the rest of the Dems, it, it, it was basically pile on uh, Bloomberg night. Why? Because he's he's a billionaire and the far left, uh, you know, they think that all billionaires are inherently bad. OK, billionaires are bad. OK, we're just going to do the uh, Mr. Mackey thing. Billionaires are, are bad. OK, we want to move this the party to uh, strict socialism here, okay? But as this uh, bloke here at BBC just pointed out, he's worth sixty. He's worth sixty-two billion dollars. He could easily Bloomberg could easily uh, you know tank like three billion in, and uh, you know outspend Trump if he if he wanted. To. I mean, even if he is the nominee, I doubt he's going to to beat Trump. And uh, I'll explain why in a moment, but uh, let's continue on here uh, with this clip because Bloomberg is now the uh, you know the new cha challenger coming in, so he's uh, you know shocking everyone, so to speak. Dollars. Forbes magazine sticks him at ninth richest person in the world, and his rivals argue he's simply trying to buy his way to the presidency. Here's Mr. Bloomberg's response. I'm a philanthropist who didn't inherit his money but made his money, and I'm spending that money to get rid of Donald Trump, the worst president we have ever had. And if I can get that done, it will be a great contribution to America and to my kids. Quite hard to find anyone saying anything too positive about how Mike Bloomberg got on. Here's a piece in the New York Times. Despite his billions, Bloomberg bus, his rivals were ready. He was not. Los Angeles Times, Bloomberg has a rocky debate debut, which I think we'd argue is even a little generous. Here's the New York Post. Black and boom, Warren leads brutal Mike beatdown. And Elizabeth Warren's attacks on Mr. Bloomberg went viral while the debate was going on. Lots of people were using the hashtag Warren for the win. And this was all very... Except that she really didn't win here, okay? Elizabeth Warren, 
how she is even a legitimate contender in the debate or in this, you know, presidential, uh, you know, bid at all is a bit of a mystery to me, honestly, because it was not even a full two years ago now, more like a year and a half ago, that she was still, you know, running on the whole, well, I'm... I'm like one one, you know. I I'm I'm part Native American, even though she was like you know one one hundred and twenty fourth or you know one hundred and one twenty four thousand, you know, or something like that. Like you know, she was that lady, and yet somehow she still managed, uh, you know, to get on the stage. Yeah. Um. So, uh, YouTube administrator goes, he's the secret lizard people in person. Uh, they gave up on having a, uh, a human reptile, uh, incentive. Can he defend that in the presidential debate? Uh, should be win with Warren. Um, yeah, Warren... Warn for dollars. Yeah, she's she's not going to go anywhere though. We we know we know that, so Well yeah, well yeah, that that's true, Alan Powell. Alan Alan Powell goes in the chat, I'm fully Native American if we go by the de definition of native being that I was born in uh America. Well very very true, Alan. But uh I think I think Elizabeth Warren was claiming to be a, a feather, not not a dot. She was claiming to be like American Indian or some shit from what I remember. Uh, but yeah, she's not going anywhere. Timely for Elizabeth Warren because she underperformed in the first two votes in Iowa and New Hampshire. This was her pushing back on that. Arguably, her strongest attack was over non-disclosure agreements that Mr. Bloomberg's company agreed with female employees who accuse him of sexual harassment. Here's some of it. Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? And this was Mike Bloomberg's... Again, oh... Elizabeth Warren is basically, I, I heard it summed up pretty well today by uh, Buck Sexton on his podcast. Elizabeth Warren at this point is basically like Beto O'Rourking her way, you know, in the election. She is saying everything that is just so absolutely batshit crazy. And I mean, she, she looks unhinged here, like her her facial expression. She looks like you're crazy... Um, aunt, you know, at, at the family re reunion that, like, you know, you, you kind of want to stay away from because you can tell that she's been hitting, hitting the booze a little too hard, but you can't. You've got to go over and say, you know, hi to her at some point. Um, how people, are, again, think that she won this thing is beyond me. Let's continue. Response. We have a very few 
non-disclosure agreements. Uh, how many is that? Let me there? finish. How many is that? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. That didn't go down well with the audience. Uh, if you've seen the longer version of the clip, Mike Bloomberg tweeted not long afterwards. He said, tonight I stood on a stage with a group of politicians. They talked because that's what they're good at. They went on and on about what they could and should do. I have built, I have created actual change. I have gotten it done. That's what I'll do for America, he says. Well, while that debate was taking place in Las Vegas, in Nevada, not so far away, President Trump was hosting a rally in Phoenix, Arizona, and he too took aim. And now they have a new member of the crew, Mini Mike. Mini Mike. No boxes. We call them no boxes. And I hear he's getting pounded tonight. You know he's in a debate. I hear they're pounding him. Well, Julia Manchester is joining us live from Washington, D.C. Julia, good to have you on the programme. We looked ahead to this okay. 24 hours. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we don't, we don't need, uh, you know... Comment, we don't need commentary from the blokes on uh, this thing. So, anyway, the 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 Dem debate was a complete and total um, shit show. You know, the the big highlight was Elizabeth Warren and Mike Bloomberg going at each other. Uh, Klobuchar or or whatever her name I I is I um. I hadn't actually seen like a photo of her until uh, this past debate, but you know she she's just she's a not a, a non qualifier qualifier like nobody even knows who she is. She's not going anywhere. And then Joe Biden, like how is how is Joe Biden still even around? He he doesn't even even know what state he's in half the time. When he's campaigning now, literally, and he's also got to be pissed because, uh, you know his his good old buddy Barack has basically like distanced himself. You know, has, hasn't come out and said anything like, you know, in in regards to endorsing Joe Biden. And you would think that you know, since Biden was the vice president of the United States is the former vice president of the United States. You would think that Obama being the former president of the United States would at least, you know, endorse his quote unquote buddy Joe. Right. But nope, we haven't heard uh word one from Obama, uh, during this whole entire presidential bid. I, I don't think. Uh, OJ's White Bronco goes, burn Dino books, uh, 2020. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later on in, in the program. I, I'm saving that, uh, after we go through the political stuff. Uh, but, anyway, so, uh, Tucker Carlson actually had a pretty good, uh, clip the other night. Um, I think this is was from uh this was from February 20th so this past week uh talking about Mike Bloomberg entering the race and um you know it, it was it was uh pretty interesting Tuck, Tucker's take on uh Bloomberg 
So here's the clip. Uh, here's Tucker Carlson explaining uh, Bloomberg's role in the race. Clip number two. Go. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. The president is rallying supporters as we speak in Colorado Springs. We're monitoring his remarks for breaking news. and We'll go there if it occurs. But for now, here's the question. What can you buy with $460 million? Well, of course, you could buy a lot of things. You could buy a Boeing 747 if you wanted one. You could build an entire NFL stadium. You could get a pack of peanut M&Ms for every single person in this country. Or you could take all that money and use it to get humiliated by Elizabeth Warren on national television. And that's what Michael Bloomberg did last night. Maybe on some level, he enjoyed it. We don't want to speculate here, though Bloomberg wouldn't be the first rich liberal with unusual personal tastes. But either way, Warren was happy to play along. You've probably already seen the clips already, but this is one of those exchanges worth replaying again and again and again. Elizabeth Warren just spanked him like the bad little billionaire he is, vigorously. Watch. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. You wonder, but Bloomberg's Chinese masters are known out. Deanth isn't like was how it turned out. Candidacy, he made apology. Story. If they wish now to just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. You wonder how often Bloomberg pays to get yelled at like that pretty expensive role-playing. At one point, Mistress Elizabeth even forced Bloomberg to admit he wouldn't allow estranged female employees to speak honestly about their time working for him. Watch. He has gotten some number of women, dozens, who knows, to sign non-disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. So, Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? If they wish now to speak out and tell their side of the story about what it is they allege, that's now okay with you? You're releasing them on television tonight? Senator, no. Holy smokes. Makes you wonder about Elizabeth Warren's husband back home. Remember when she revealed that she was the one who asked for his hand in marriage? He said, yes, of course. It was an offer he couldn't refuse. In the face of a woman like that, Mike Bloomberg just crumbled. Suddenly, he didn't look like one of the world's richest men. He looked old and weak. Warren rattled him so completely, Bloomberg could barely function. He couldn't explain his own candidacy. He made apologies for his record. At one point, Bloomberg bragged about cutting New York City's crime rate in half and then almost instantly disavowed. Actually, no, that was uh, Rudy Giuliani that did that, not uh, Mike Bloomberg. Policy that made it possible. Well, if I go back and look at my time in office, the one thing that I'm um, really worried about, embarrassed about, was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk. How bad was it? Well, even on the most obvious question, the one he had to know was coming. How can someone as rich as you relate to normal voters? 
Bloomberg whiffed it. Apparently, the army of consultants he's hired to write his lines forgot to prepare him for it. Maybe Bloomberg just got sick of being self-deprecating and decided to revert to his real personality, which is grating and pompous. Either way, his answer sounded suspiciously like boasting. Because when you're as spectacularly successful as Michael Bloomberg is, April 15th isn't like most people's April 15th. You don't use TurboTax. <laughs> Fortunately, I make a lot of money and we do business all around the world and we are preparing it. The, the, the number of pages will probably be thousands of pages. I can't go to TurboTax. Oh, but it didn't get better from there. The conversation then turned to China. Now, Bloomberg knows a lot about China. He's getting rich there and defending its fascist government for many years. He censored his own news organization to protect that country's corrupt leadership. Last night, not surprisingly, he was still acting like China's publicist. When asked about Chinese carbon emissions, the largest in the world by far, Bloomberg claimed that India was, quote, a bigger problem, which is a total crock. You've got Google. Check it yourself. China emits 29 percent of the world's carbon, twice as much as here in the U.S. Yeah, so basically, you know, Tucker's point is that Bloomberg is a, uh, you know, is a hack uh, candidate here. Now, what does this all mean, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it means that Trump is, uh, you know, going to keep uh, kicking ass and taking names here. And... I mean, honestly, I, I think that Bloomberg is actually the best man for the job here, if, if we're being honest. Like, he's the only one who could actually beat Trump in the, uh, you know, general. But he's not going to. I mean, compared to, you know, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, the the media, by the way, I didn't have time to... Uh, get clips of this, but the the media is in full panic mode right now because Bernie Sanders is right now leading the you know in the Democrat primary. He is their main uh you know he's their number one guy right now, and even the hardcore leftist Democrats know that. There's no way that Bernie Sanders would, would get elected. I mean, he Bernie Sanders is literally an admitted communist. Like he he admits that, and there's a good chance that if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, Trump could take up to forty states easily. It could very well be a uh, a Walter Mondale you know, Reagan-style blowout if it's Bernie. Because I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. For sure, Bernie is not going to do well in Florida, which is a key battleground state. In fact, I was, I was talking uh, to the owners of a, of a local Cuban restaurant that's right by my house, and they're Cuban, uh, second generation, but like their their parents came over from Cuba, so their family knows all about the Castros and the fact that Bernie Sanders, you know, thinks that Castro's misunderstood. That's not going to fly 
well here at all. He basically wants to get rid of the entire, you know, Rust Belt and all of, uh, you know, the American Midwest or flyover country as the, uh, you know, co coastal Democrats want to, uh, you know, call it. And, uh, you know, he's going to sink the Democrat Party if he's the uh, nominee, which I say, good, why am I, why am I half the, the nominee? Bring more of the, uh, bring more of the, uh, moderate Dems over to Trump's side. That's what I say. Um, let's see. No, Sam, he couldn't, uh, he doesn't play it well anywhere but the, uh, Northeast. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to, I mean, even, even in Vermont, you know, which is his home state. Like, I, I've even talked to some people from Vermont who, granted, I don't think the people I talk to from Vermont are necessarily on the left, but even they were kind of like, you know, Bernie. So, uh, Trump, meanwhile, has been having a uh, blast with this whole thing. He said the other night in in a rally that the uh, you know that the Dems are pretty much uh, choking for real in the in these debates. Let's see. Mike said he couldn't. Mike said he could teach anyone. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right, OJ. OJ. Uh, yeah, he did say that. Uh, he said. He said that he could teach anyone to be a farmer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, Bloomberg is not going anywhere, and I mean, but comparative to Bernie or uh, Elizabeth Warren, he's their best bet. I mean, Joe Biden is Joe Biden is a non-contender at this point because Joe Biden can't even remember where he is half the time. You know, he's always forgetting which, which state, and, you know, I mean, he, he basically made out with his granddaughter, like, two weeks ago. That got caught on camera. So, you know, everyone's creeped out by him. You know, Pete Buttigieg, as I shared on last Thursday's uh, podcast, not even the Democrats are ready for an openly gay, you know, candidate. At least not the majority of them, and uh, you know that's like that. That's like a big thing. And at this point, I think I think the mo I think most Amer Americans, when it comes to you know the whole gay thing, are kind of like we don't really care if you're gay, but don't make like a big deal deal about it. You know, be gay, but don't be a fag about it. Basically, that's uh, that's where most people are coming from now. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, let's, uh, see what Trump has to say about all this, and I, I promise that we will get to, uh, Ursa Manor, which, uh, by the way, I saw OJ, OJ's White Bronco said, uh, in the chat earlier that the, that the, 
that the dumb convention should be held at Ursa Manor. At this rate, it might as well be held at Ursa Manor. That might be the mo that might be the most appropriate venue for them to have the, the DNC at this point. For real. But uh, anyway, here is here was Trump during the uh dumb debate. Uh saying that they're not going to do to do well. So uh let's see. Did I what did I love this one in? Okay. Okay, this was the, this was afterwards. Uh so Trump so this was basically Trump's recap of the dumb debate. And the media is once again up in arms because Trump's being a jokester and he's not taking this seriously at all. So they're they're outraged about that. But see, this is what they don't get. Trump uses humor to uh, you know, communicate his, his message effectively. He's not one of these snobby politicians and that's why people like him still. Uh clip number three. else would you like to be but a Trump rally, right? President Donald Trump returns to Colorado. The president rallied and rambled before a packed oh. crowd at the World Arena in Colorado uh, Springs let's tonight. See. That's not the, that's the Colorado Springs rally. I'll play that in just one sec. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's the, uh, Here's the one I was looking for. Okay. Uh, Trump said candidates choked during Democrat debate in Nevada. Here's the proper one. And I don't know if anybody watched last night's debate. It got very big ratings. And you know what? Mini Mike didn't do well last night. I was going to send him a note. Saying, it's not easy doing what I do, is it? How about Klobuchar? Did you see her? She choked. She choked. She couldn't breathe. Alfred E. Newman looked at her and said, something slightly derogatory. And she said, are you accusing me of being dumb? Who would make a statement like that? Because that's really what he was doing, but he doesn't want to say that. Alfred E. Newman, Buttigieg. Little Buttigieg. I said, I've had you up to here. They had little Buttigieg leading Donald Trump in Texas, these people. How about Sleepy Joe? How about his performance? What, what? It's great to be. It's great to be with the great people of Ohio. Joe, Joe, you're in Iowa. You're in Iowa. Oh, uh, he did it five times. Bloomberg made a fool out of himself last night. He choked. He's another one. He's going, oh, 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 I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Don't ask me the question, please. I look at my wife. I said, let's send him a little note. It's not so easy up there to do what I did, right? I did great in the debates. I became president because of the debates, because unlike Minnie Mike, I could answer questions. Look, 
You're going to vote for one of these people, probably Crazy Bernie. He seems to be leading. <laughs> Mini Mike, I thought he might come up, but he can't because he can't debate. He wasn't meant for the camera. Do we agree? He wasn't exactly great last night. No, I think you lost two last night. And yet, he's going going to probably be the nominee. If if the Dems want any uh, chance of winning, it's it's going to have to be to be Bloomberg because none of the others even have a a chance to really uh, you know beat Trump. Like the country's not ready to go full communist yet. We're 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 getting pretty damn close, but we're not there quite yet. Um, you know, Klobuchar, Klobuchar is a name, is a no-name, and, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren is a, is a fraud, basically. Now, the other thing that people have been saying is that, you know, Bloomberg might, uh, there have been rumors going around that Bloomberg might uh, pick Hillary Clinton at as his running mate. I don't think that will happen at all for the simple reason that that would simply be, and you'll have to pardon the pun here, folks, because it is the Clintons. But for, uh, but for Mike Bloomberg to pick Hillary Clinton as his running mate would basically be the equivalent of, uh, you know, suicide. Which could be interesting because, uh, you know, it, it it might picking Hillary Clinton as your running mate might be political suicide, but it might also be a literal suicide uh, in Bloomberg's case if, if he picks Hillary Clinton as his running mate. Um, the the country would vote for Trump again in a heartbeat if. If Bloomberg were to pick, uh, you know, her as his running mate. So, you know, who knows? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Klobuchar is from, from Minnesota. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, I'll, I'll take a storm of wrenches, uh, words for that then, you know, but. Storm Runches and I have talked, and I mean, we we agree that the country is kind of screwed, more or less. It's just, you know, I guess right now it's a it's a matter of when, you know, as opposed to, you know, if. Who knows though? Things might actually turn around if we get like four more years. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Um, so. Trump was also at a uh, rally in Colorado Springs earlier this week, my old stomping grounds, and uh, some of the Colorado, some of the listeners from Colorado actually uh, sent this clip to me, kind of like a recap, and uh, I guess this was where Trump like made the infamous movie review, and, and by the way, like one of my friends actually uh, got his photo taken on, like, the news website and was pictured, like, holding a, a Trump sign up. So, 
Uh, I'm not sure if I should show that yet. I'll have to ask him if I can show on the ne on the next uh, stream. But uh, that was pretty cool. But anyway, here's so here's uh, a recap of Trump's uh, speech in my old uh, stomping grounds in Colorado Springs. Uh, cut number four. Go. Else, would you like to be but a Trump rally, right? President Donald Trump returns to Colorado. The president rallied and rambled before a packed crowd at the World Arena in Colorado Springs tonight. His events are so often marathons, cheered on by the faithful. Tonight, the president spoke for more than 90 minutes. His speeches are always a grab bag. He praised the economy. He complained that a foreign movie won the Oscars. He praised Senator Gardner for his loyalty. And he invited the man behind UFC to come up to the microphone. Nine News political reporter Marshall, Marshall Zellinger has been... Corey Gardner, by the way, is a is a good guy. I, I had the chance to uh, meet him when I was uh, in high school. My, my mother uh, worked on Corey Gardner's campaign back when we uh, lived in Colorado. Good guy. By the way, I... I uh, I can't believe that this uh, that this guy, the anchor here, is still uh, is still there. He's been on the on like the Denver NBC of the light for I think like fifteen years now. So, hmm, kind of impressive. Let's see. the president's rally all day and quite the mixed bag we got today. You know, Alex and Kyle, I referenced on 9 News at 4 and at 5 that the stagehands put up teleprompters which indicated the president was going to give a scripted speech. Now, unless he's got speechwriters that write 60-page speeches, including jabs at the media and complaints about the Oscars, a lot of it was off script. But a lot of it contained Colorado, including a surprise move by the president to quiet the crowd. And we are going to win Colorado in a landslide. And so began President Trump's hour and 38-minute rally in Colorado Springs at the World Arena in front of a crowd that waited outside overnight, in front of Republican lawmakers from the state capitol, who took the day off early to be here, and in front of all of Colorado's Republican delegation from Washington, D.C. And yes, that includes Republican Senator Cory Gardner, who I asked yesterday if there's anything the president could do or say that would cause his support to waver. And you're going to help us get Cory Gardner across that line because he's been with us a hundred percent. There was no waiver. Based on Twitter's response to that statement, expect that to be in a political ad both for and against Gardner. The president invited Gardner on stage along with Republican Congressman Ken Buck, Doug Lamborn, and Scott Tipton, all face re-election this year. Being in Colorado Springs, the president talked about military spending and the future of Space Command, which was the topic when Democratic Governor Jared Polis visited with the president on Air Force One. And actually, I have to say this, I think I can say this, Mr. Senator, but... The governor showed up at the plane today, your governor, Democrat. No, no, but in all fairness, he showed up 
because he wanted to lobby to see if they could get it. That's okay. In a rare move, the president stopped the crowd from booing a Democrat as he continued to hint that Space Command could be in Colorado Springs. And I will be making a big decision. Space Force 2020. That would be cool if it were in uh, Colorado Springs, by the way, right by NORAD. Lots of empty seats. Well, it is called it is Colorado Springs, YouTube administrator. It is. So you know, Colorado Springs is Colorado Springs is pretty liberal. Not as uh, liberal as Boulder. My God, Boulder is the worst place. So, but you know, it it is what it is. Vision for the Space Force as to where it's going to be located, and I know you want it. Nothing specific, though, on whether or not Space Command will really be in Colorado Springs. Kyle, tonight, Senator Cory Gardner, no surprise, went all in with President Trump, standing side by side, shaking hands, being right there on the stage. So if the senator is going to win re-election, it is through the support of Donald Trump. And, and certainly Donald Trump knows how important to the furtherance of his agenda Gardner sticking around would be. Absolutely. There's a there was a brief pause. Anyway, though, you you, you get it. So uh, that was the rally in Colorado. So, uh, you know, thanks to those to my old friends back uh, home who sent that to me. That was uh, very interesting. Now, um, ladies and gentlemen, we've now concluded the uh, political portion of uh, tonight's program. So, uh, let's move to, uh, to Owen Benjamin watch, shall we? Because, uh, wow. Let me say this. I am no longer surprised by anything that Owen does anymore. Absolutely not. Um, but uh, with with that being said, uh, you know, Mr. Free Speech Warrior as he was once uh, known, is now burning his children's book. And and uh, he was literally burning his children's dinosaur books. Um, now, let's see. Where did I find this? I, th I think this was on Alan Powell's channel. Um, so, yeah, just... Well, I mean, let's face it. Nothing is crazier than the turpentine uh, thing. Let's be honest. Uh, but the we're starting to see the side effects of the of the turpentine because Mr. Uh, former free speech warrior Owen Benjamin. And by the way, welcome, uh, welcome, room. 
Welcome, uh, Room W Bear. Ah, uh, I I get that. Uh, Mr. Former Free Speech Warrior is now literally burning books, which is a very anti-free speech thing to do. Why? Because dinosaurs and astronauts and Jews. I shit you not. Um, for those listening on the video, um, or for those listening on audio, I, I will pause to break this down uh, for you. Uh, and those of you watching, obviously you can follow along. But anyway, uh, this comes from the Alan Pell report. Hmm. Wonder where Alan stole that name from. Hmm. Um, anyway. So, uh, Owen is now moving on to book burning, folks. Lovely. on the gravy pretty hard lately. What does it take? And what is better than a nice, relaxing it takes a end mind. of the day, kick off your shoes, you know, have a nice beverage, unwind, and have a book burning, right? <clears throat> because my, uh, the wife and the kids are having dinner at her mom's tonight, which I usually really enjoy going to, but I've been on a pretty intense um, detox diet. Yeah, I drank turpentine this morning. Of no sugar or bread, and her mother and her, uh, to give her credit, is an unbelievable cook. So I don't think there was any way I was going to uh, withstand some of her cooking. So I tapped out. And so what's the best thing to do when you're home alone? with? Okay, now a couple things here. Uh, yes, I know Alan is here. So hi, Alan. And hi, Linda. Welcome to the program, you two. So first off, let's just... For those listening on audio, Owen is outside in his backyard um, wearing like a brown baseball cap and like a jacket and he's got like he's either got his fire pit going or at this point it looks like he could literally have like a burning like oil drum um, but you know, either way, he's just sitting out there. So, so his wife and his kids apparently went to dinner at their um, at her mother's house, and um, you know, rather than rather than go um, to dinner with his family. Owen decides to, uh, stay home and burn books. Now, I find, and burn his children's books. Now, I find this interesting on, like, a couple levels, right? One, the fact that he is, like, on a quote-unquote diet, okay, and, and choosing not to go to dinner is telling, like, 
obviously his diet, you know, or his cleanse or whatever is, is bullshit, right? Like, we know that. We've all established that. But, um, you know, like, when people go on diets or cleanses, you know, usually they show up at, at like, an event and, you know, usually they're like, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't eat that, you know, right now because I'm on a diet or, you know, no, I, I don't, or, you know, they'll bring like an alternative dish that they can eat, you know, for themselves or, you know, they'll ask, they'll ask the host, you know, to make them something else, you know, or, or like the host will offer something like that. Usually people just don't bail on family gatherings because of, of dietary restrictions. And in fact, that's often like, that's another sign that Owen is an asshole, that he's doing that. Um, so. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know, where, I don't know where Johnny Arcade is. He, J.A. could be here. I think he might be the one, he, I think he might be the YouTube administrator for all I know. Uh, you know, busting my chops. But, um, anyway, so, so the wife and the kids are at, uh, her mother's house. So, Owen is all on and, and keep in mind, he won't burn the books while they're at home, right? But he'll fire up a stream for the whole entire internet to see it and he'll and he'll do this on the internet it's wild it's it's bonkers without the family rifle through your son's books that may not have sat right with you and you don't want to do it in front of them but when you have something called fossils tell a tale of long ago Forest diversity, dinosaur-wide, evolution-wide. It's time for a good old-fashioned fireside chat, plus some book burning. All right, let's first start with Dinosaur Rocket. As you can see. Yeah, so you're not going to do it in front of your... your you're not going to do it in front of your kid, Owen, but you're going to do it in front of the entire damn internet. Look, here's the... Um, this right here is the Lunar Rover. Oops! Dinosaur Rocket. Triceratops, Allosaurus, all these, these dinosaurs by Penny Dale. Dinosaur Rocket waiting, waiting on the launch pad, on the launch pad, having final checks. Wow, this is gonna be a really good book. Check, check, check. Astronaut dinosaurs riding, riding on the bus, on the bus to the giant rocket. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's a lie. Lie, 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 lie. So my boy will never bring this book to me again and say, Dad, Dad, will you read me this book? No, we're having a good old-fashioned book burning. Vroom. So... You're going to you're going to scar your kid for life, basically, by burning his favorite book. I mean, even oh, 
Owen just admitted that his son always brings him this book to to read to him. And what, like, Walter's like three, maybe four years old at this point. And, uh, you know, like, like, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, after, like, I don't have kids myself, but I have friends who, uh, already have kids. Um, and granted, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure that reading the same children's book to your kid, you know, after like the 58th time does get somewhat annoying maybe sometimes, but you do anyway because, you know, you want your kid to be happy or, you know, you're going to look back fondly. Like, uh, like my, like my dad must've, you know, read the what, where the wild things are to me. You know, a gazillion times when I was a toddler. And I'm I'm sure that at some point he was probably like, geez, won't this kid pick like another book besides where the wild things are? Uh, but nevertheless, my dad, you know, read where the wild things are because to me because, you know, he wanted me to be happy. Owen, on the other hand, you know, doesn't like this dinosaur book because it somehow goes against this wacky crazed agenda and uh oh what's up apex just a a uh you know a little late night stream we covered the election somewhat earlier my friend and uh now we're just diving into crazyville again so anyway yeah so owen is perversely taking joy in this so it's it's crazy. And by the way, Apex, no, th this is this is not the book burning from last year. This is this is brand new. That uh, Owen's doing this. So yeah, this is this is new crap that he's doing. As you can see, the media here. Brave dinosaurs climbing, climbing into the rocket, into the rocket right on the top. You see the media there? You see the media? Oh, oh, book burning. Clank, clank, clank. Nervous dinosaurs pressing buttons, pressing buttons and waiting to start, waiting to start. Oh, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna, are they gonna get on the rocket and go to the moon? Oh, book burning. The countdown to launch, 10. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and it's off! Out Apex Gamma go goes in the chat. Owen did burn children's books last winter too. Yeah, that yeah, that that's oh yeah, that's right. That that's true. Well he well he's doing it again. And although I I don't know if the last batch he did were his kids, but regardless, I know that this that this is his son's like favorite book that he's burning right now.
Being burned. One and off. Being burned. Dinosaur rocket roaring, roaring, and thundering into space. Into space, zooming faster and faster. Zoom. Misrepresentation of the Earth. And what looks like a penis. Not by accident. Excited dinosaur. Again, he. Again, this this further proves. Once again. Um. You know, he he just he just brought up the. He just brought up the fact that the, that the rocket looks like a penis. Right? Is this guy not obsessed with gay... Is he not obsessed? I mean, you know... Damn, I, I like... I like women. And I like... And in the famous wor- words of the great... Uh, philosopher and songwriter Joe Walsh, not the uh, not the politician, but the actual songwriter from the Eagles. Uh, I like big tits, and I like big tits too. But I'm not obsessed with uh, I'm not nearly obsessed with women as much as uh, Owen is obsessed with uh, you know, getting rid of the grapplers in his gut and uh, all of this homo stuff. Uh, <laughs> everything looks like a penis to Alan. Yeah, very, very true. Very, uh, very true, uh, Laura, I guess. Was whizzing, whizzing on the moon. Vroom. Out of the moon in the dinosaur buggies. Proud dinosaurs posing, posing with their flag. The flag of the first dinosaurs on the moon. The media is right there. Wow, let's see what's on the next page. The flag of the first dinosaur on the moon. Flash, flash, flash. Laughing dinosaurs playing, playing, floating in space. Kick. They're playing soccer in space? Oh. Excuse ladies and gentlemen. This is a nice therapeutic. Good old-fashioned... All-American, therapeutic, enthusiastic, book-burning. Floating in space and playing soccer. Uh, since when are book-burnings all-American, Owen? I, I have no idea. It's now 1930s Germany... Absolutely. Are are you calling Big Bear Bear a Nazi? Why, yes. Yes, I am calling Big Bear a Nazi. Because he is literally acting like, like one. And before you say, oh, oh, you know, defamation of, you know, that's like slander and defamation. Is it? Because I can make a pretty damn good case that he's, you know, I I can dredge up all the stuff he's said in the past. And I can make a pretty good case that it's not slander. 
So, you know, feel free, Ellen. So, uh, uh, let's see. Kit, quiet dinosaur stopping, stopping to look at their planet. The blue planet so far away. Home. Home. All eyes. Home. Happy dinosaurs blasting off of space on their way home. Bye, they say. So again, this guy will not... Here's the part that baffles me. And I mean it's it's Owen, so obviously nothing will make sense, right? But the part that really I wouldn't even say baffles me, but more or less kind of amazes me at this is the fact that he won't um is the fact that he um, he won't do this when Amy and the kids are at home, right? Like, he's trying to hide this from them. But, yet, yeah, he will launch a stream and, like, let the entire internet see this. Right? He wants to hide it from Amy and and the kids, obviously. So he'll wait to, he'll wait till you know they go to her mom's house to have dinner. Um, and but then he'll he'll, you know, as as if as if they don't have internet access, right? He'll fire up a live stream. And then, you know, like, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And, and by the way, um, Laura, I, I don't know, no one knows who bought the book for Walter, but there's speculation that it's probably like from, it's probably like from Amy's side of, of the family, but I don't know. Um... Uh, yeah, yeah, Andy, I mean, Alan has lots of aliases. I, I have a couple aliases, too, but you don't, you don't know all of them yet, Andy. Um, and by the way, like, granted, I, I, I do want to say this, granted, I don't always agree with, uh, you know, Mersh when it comes to the, uh, you know, I don't think it's any secret that, like, that Mersh and I have had our differences as of late, you know, specifically on the Alan Powell thing. Uh, you know, I felt he was a little harsh towards uh, Alan. And, uh, you know, he hasn't exactly been friendly to uh, Johnny Arcade or to Joe Bowers. Uh, but... To give credit where credit is due, 
I will say that Mersh was absolutely right the other day on ROTC when he said that if Amy is still with Ellen at this point, there's no reason to feel sorry, you know, for her. Um, you know, if, if she... If she just goes along with this, right? Because here's kind of, kind of what I what I'm picturing here. There there's no way that Amy could be okay with this. Um and so I imagine that there was a conversation like, don't burn the books, you know. Or, like, they they probably talked about this before, like, let the kids have a childhood before. Or, you know, or something. And, um... You know, like, he's probably been chumming at the bit to do this all week. Or something like that. And, um... So then he, then he snuck into to his, like he admitted he snuck into his son's room and got these books. And then, um, you know, decided to burn them. I, and I, I honestly want to know like what, what the, what the reaction, like maybe, maybe she somehow doesn't know about this yet. It's, it's. She might not know about it yet, but she definitely will find out. Because I, I guarantee you that someone in her family, on her side, is probably sub to Owen. Um, and watches his stuff to keep an eye on him. Um, I'm sure that some of the family members watch our channels. I actually, I can't con I can't confirm this. It might have been a troll for all I know, um, but I actually had someone email um, me like a while ago, and I don't have the email anymore. But I I I I had an email like a while ago from someone claiming to be like Amy's cousin or something and uh you know basically like the, this person says like no one on her side of the family likes Owen um I don't know if the email was real or not it could have been you know someone you know just like there, there were things about the email that like I couldn't confirm that it was 100% you know like proof but Certainly, I mean, it could have been real, too. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Amy's family doesn't, like, own that much. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, H-Bug... Yeah, in regards to Amy's past... I, I don't know. Um, 
I don't really... To be honest, H-Bug in the chat, for those of you listening or not, he goes, uh, Davey Krakow has speculation about Amy's past and if she's one of Amy's handlers. I don't know. I, I doubt that. Um, she doesn't seem like the handler type, really. Um... It seems like if she were, she would be on there a lot more and, like, trying, you know, to kind of guide him away from saying stupid stuff. So, I don't think that's it. Um, honestly, I, I go with the theory that she was just a girl, you know, that she was just some, you know, California girl who hooked up with them because... Um, You know, uh, Owen was an actor, so... Sam, please don't believe anything Obi says. He has made a living lying to people. Oh, I... I, I, hope, I hope that was so sarcastic, Al, Al, Al Hefe, because, uh... You know, you know me, I, I certainly don't believe anything that Owen says. So, um... You know, I just, I just, I just think that this whole thing is weird. So, uh, by the way, how, like, he has his arm pretty damn close to the fire, <laughs> fire. <laughs> Fire too, right? And he's he's wearing like he's wearing like a he's, he's wearing a jacket that, that like that, that doesn't like a flame retardant. So he so he, he better be careful uh, with that. Just saying. So anyway, uh, yeah. So he just continues to rip this book uh, up. Uh, you know, page by page, and it gets to be, uh, you know, pretty awful. So, yeah, I don't know if I need to play the entirety of the clip, but you get the idea. Uh, you know, basically he's being demented, burning his kids' books. Now, uh... Here's another interesting aspect, not necessarily in terms of the book burning thing, but um, there's been speculation that Owen and Vox are not getting along real well, that maybe unauthorized might fall through, and I, I at first I didn't really believe it. Right? I thought Vox and Owen were tied to each other for sure. Uh, but, nonetheless, Milker Nation put out a pretty uh, a clip which actually has me convinced now that uh, Vox Day is getting pissed off about the Bears. And here's the proof. 
So apparently Vox is launching this social network, like Social Galactic or whatever it's called. Not that I'm going to ever join any network that Vox starts. I think I actually think my dad is safer on Facebook, believe it or not, than it is on uh, anything Vox runs. But I digress. So anyway, apparently the apparently the bears are complaining to Vox that they don't have verification emails, and Vox actually got pretty pissed off about this. And he's saying that they need to check their email. So, uh, this is a clip from Milker Nation, uh, that's pretty funny. But, yeah, you know, there's always some truth in comedy as well. So, uh, this is Vox Day teaches bears how to, uh, properly check their email. (laughs) Uh, shout out to Milker Nation. I understand that it's easy to send people emails. A number of you, especially some of the bear subscribers, uh, you were definitely sent invites. If you're a bear subscriber, the chances are very good that... Notice how he says, if you're a bear subscriber, like he kind of says it condescendingly there. You've got an invite and that you haven't found it. Again, if you're a bear subscriber, the chances are very good that the email was sent to you and you haven't found it. Four out of five bears that email me to tell me that they didn't receive an invite were definitely sent an invite. Four of the five had in fact been sent invites. Four out of the five that I checked, several were people that said, well, you know, I checked and I haven't found anything. You might think you didn't get an invitation, but what that really means is that you don't know how to search your uh, search your email. It's important to understand that not all of your email goes directly to your inbox. It's important to check your spam. It also goes to spam. Again, check your spam. I just found my invite in spam. Yeah, I get that a lot. There's spam. There's what they call social. Here's some advice to the to the bears that, well, you know, none of you guys will heed my advice, but if it's a link from Vox and it's in your spam folder, eh, it's probably a good idea to leave it there, I think. But that's me. I could be wrong. Nope. I'm not lying and I'm never wrong. Check your social, check your social to social, etc., etc. Just look, look at the, um, what do you call it? The, the, there's junk, check your junk folders to junk, to promotions, check your promotions. And there's what they call promotion. My junk's fine. Oh, wait, you're talking about something. Well, with you, Vox, it's hard to tell the difference. And check your promotions folders. I remember you, your name, obviously, I can't even pronounce it, Fifilapu. Um, you know, you were definitely sent an invite. I'm open to hearing what people have to think. Uh, don't bother sending me any more emails about not having received invitations. I'm open to hearing what, what other people think, but don't bother me sending uh, invites. 
All right, so, uh, you know, that does it for the, uh, you know, that that does it for the, uh, you know, Vox Owen segment for the evening. So Owen has clearly moved on to, uh, you know, just burning his, uh, you know, kids' books because why not? Um... Vox is starting a a social networking site that will inevitably fail, probably, uh, because why not as well? Um, now, let's go. I, so I I didn't do a uh, a show on Thursday, which is usually my pop culture and. Uh, you know, kind of like movie and television review. Uh, that's, I usually do those shows on Thursdays, which is non-political. But since I didn't do a Thursday show, um, I didn't do a Thursday show because I actually had a, had a test on Thursday. And when I got home, like I was, I was wiped out. And then Friday and uh, Friday and I guess technically yesterday, I had like a bit of a sinus headache. So I, and I've still kind of got one. So I will wrap up. But I do want to kind of do like a culture segment here. So I guess I'm ripping off Ben Shapiro's things that I like uh, segment here. So uh, one of the series that uh, I've been following on Netflix since it came out is uh, Narcos. And, uh, I've always been watching the, uh, Narcos spinoff series, Narcos Mexico, which actually changed my, uh, opinion somewhat on, on, like, the drug war. Uh, I used to be, like, very pro, uh, drug war, but now I'm, I wouldn't say I'm full of a turn, but I, I certainly you know, recognize that the drug war is kind of pointless because of this series. So anyway, season two of Narcos Mexico uh, just dropped, and uh, I'm still... I'll, I'll play the trailer for both season one and season two uh, of Narcos Mexico because I think it's a, a good series so far. see if I, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I know that it could get me popped, but it's, as long as I'm doing commentary, I should be, be okay, so, anyway, here's, uh, the official trailer for season two of, uh, Narcos Mexico that just dropped this past weekend, uh, I'm working my way through season one, and, uh, it's pretty good so far. We don't want to hurt you, but we will. I'm not going to ask you this twice. Give me a name. 
Oh, shit. Escobar. Cali. Ya no la van a rifar los colombianos. Ahora me toca a mí. Ya van a empezar los potazos, don Juan. Los americanos van a tratar de pararnos. So again, not as good as uh, Breaking Bad, in my opinion. How do we get him? You want to dismantle an empire? Divide it. Los tiempos ya se acabaron. Yo te ofrezco el futuro, a menos que te dé miedo, ¿verdad? ¿Qué tanto sabe de la civilización romana? Lo que hicieron, pues, unieron a los bárbaros, ¿verdad? Así que tú eres Julio César, para que sepas cómo acabó. So that's what I've been watching uh, for the past, you know, couple of days. I well, I'm well. I've been working my way through season one of Narcos Mexico, but season two is next on my list. So, uh, you know, that's what I am watching. So anyway, uh, hey Jesse. Long time no see. You're you're popping at, in at the end of the stream here. I I see. So uh, yeah, I mean that's you know we've kind of covered everything here. Uh, oh, speaking of the uh, fight, right? Because um, right because so- someone. Uh, Someone brought up that fight. I, I don't have I don't have pay per view because I'm a poor uh, college student. But yeah, from what I've heard, that fight was pretty uh, amazing. So but uh, anyway, l- let me read through some of the comments. Liz uh, is here, by the way. Uh, Jesse Spots goes, just popping in from work. Owen speaks uh, openly about uh, Kundahandi or Python overtaking him. He could find some relief if he follows the paths of of confessing. He also appears to want help facing... Nah, I'm not sure, sir. He does want help, Jesse. I think he seems to like where he's at. Because if he he wanted help, he, he would already ask before directly I would think my theory is that he needs a lot more guidance and encouragement into facing uh so uh yeah again I don't know if he's interested at this point Jesse uh you watch fucking Mina under Je- Sam 
that is on my uh, Netflix queue, Apex, and we will certainly talk about that. I've 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 got Jason and Tate trying to get me to watch. Uh, uh oh, what's that video game that? Oh, The Witcher. They've been trying to get me to watch the The Witcher series. I have no, I have no interest in watching the The Witcher series, uh, whatsoever right now. And it's it's not because I have anything against fantasy. I actually love. Uh, I liked Game of Thrones and I liked uh, Lord of the Rings, so it's not. I have anything against fantasy. I'm just. I'm more of a like a political thriller type guy, or you know, like a mystery. So I, I do promise you, Apex, I will watch. Uh, I will watch uh, Mindhunters soon. So I've also got to finish watching uh, season three of uh, True Detective as well. Jeez, so many series I need to finish. But um. Anyway, folks, I think that will do it for tonight. I've got to... Oh, jeez, I've got to... Uh... Hold on here, folks. I've got to plug in my computer here. Um, so that it doesn't die right during the stream. But, uh... There we are. At any rate, folks, uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, coming on and joining me. Um, and uh, let's see, I'm finishing up on the uh, comments here. Uh, Witcher was legit, Samwise. Okay, well, well, I'll watch it then, I'll have uh, it's been like five months, man. It's two seasons. Uh, Apex, when is season two? Uh, let's see. Uh, I love Dr. Dementio, Experimental Blues. Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah, Mine Hunter season three. Yeah, it's still in production, so, um, let's see, Mindhunters is good, they should have finished True Detective, I mean, yes, season one of True Detective didn't get, it wasn't a bad ending, I didn't think, uh, lore, but, I mean, I mean, I could actually do a whole breakdown of season one of True Detective, and I I might at some point, so, uh, I, yeah, because I, I know, I know some people that, that, uh, want me to do a breakdown of that, and, yeah, I, I will, because I like, I like my, my Conhe in that one, so, but, uh, anyway, I want to thank you guys for, uh, you know, Tuning in and watching me ramble. And, uh... Yep. And from all of us here at NGC Studios, have a good night. God bless. Gods of this great nation. And I will probably... I might be on tomorrow at some point to do, like, an AMA stream. But I don't know. I'll let you guys know. 
And uh, yeah, I, I will I will take my shirt off before I go to bed. So uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, good night, folks. God bless. God save this great nation. God free and see in that order, as my friend John Neary says. And thank you all for joining me. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash whitfield report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page if you can support the podcast i really really appreciate that Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated, even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast. I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.